Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Attention homos and homettes. The train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. My name is Daniel. And my name is Liliana. And today on Rainbow Rewatch, we will be re-examining The Emperor's New Groove and ask the question, was this movie actually any good? This is such an iconic movie, honestly. I, I think it's so funny. And it's like so nostalgic. It is. Like my brother walked in on me watching it and he was like, oh, so good. Good movie. I laughed the whole time. No, it's, it's like, literally funny. It's it's literally funny. Yeah, like it it's is. it's actually like so good. Um, and then there's, there's this one really iconic meme of um of Pacha, and he's just when he goes like, oh like, yeah yeah. I just see it a lot. He does so. like the okay sign. Mm-hmm. Ugh, there's a lot of good memes from this mm-hmm. movie. I mean, we'll talk about it, but Isma is. Mm. Everything. Chef kiss. Chef Just kiss. So excellent. The line right at the beginning of the movie where like there's this like someone's like um, a peasant like came to like ask for something and she was like, what's that thing you want to ask for again? He was like, food. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, maybe you should have thought of that before you became a peasant. <laughs> and she's just so like classic diva realness we'll get into it oh we will oh we will she is just the favorite character she's so good and honestly anything eartha kit touches Mm -hmm. i'm obsessed with it's amazing she because like obviously yzma such a funny role already but they like eartha kit turned it into like next level performance Mm -hmm. like yzma is the most iconic part of this movie hands down. Oh yeah, hands down. She's like more flamboyant, more crazy than Cusco, and he's like he has bangs, and he's a man. So <laughs> that's saying he something. He has bangs. She's like Cusco mixed with Ursula, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. of the most extra Disney characters. I wish this movie got more like love in like Disney World and like Tea. Disney representation. I wonder if there's like a. Yizmo walk around character. I hope <laughs> if there is, it's probably one of those like mascot costumes where they have a giant head. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see someone just be like sickening, sickening, and just, like like just Yizmo wearing like a purple bodysuit or something. Mm. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be iconic. Well, uh, we were talking about it before. This movie, like, it almost didn't happen like this. Mm-hmm. They were. In production, they were making a whole other movie. It was going to be called Kingdom of the Sun. And it was supposed to be, like, really serious. It was going to be, like, more a more traditional Disney musical with, mm-hmm. like, all the songs and a classic villain. Mm-hmm. And they just took it all away and made it, like... I don't know. I don't even know how to categorize this film. Like, it's just a comedy, I guess. But yeah. It's like a buddy... You know those, like, cop buddy movies, what are they called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's like that. But, um... 
I like the direction they went with it because it is like it is a funny movie, mm-hmm. and I'm glad like that's what we were given. But I'm like, oh my god, it would have been so interesting if this was like a little more serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I feel like it had a big influence on pop culture and like memes and social media and stuff, and like I still see like funny stuff about it like to mm-hmm. this day. So clearly, like, it's still a good movie, but it would have been so interesting to see, like, serious Eartha Kitt, serious Cusco. A little more serious, Because yeah. every single character is just, like, dumb and stupid and, yeah. like, ridiculous. So, like, what a huge reversal of the script. Exactly. And that's why it's in this documentary called The Sweatbox. It chronicles, like, the making of this movie from when it was Kingdom of the Sun into what it became. Um, it's on YouTube because Disney won't publish it because it kind of makes them look bad so mm-hmm. that's interesting too like i highly recommend it was a good watch mm-hmm. um but it was just so interesting like it was honestly really upsetting because these directors like poured hours and years into this movie and then disney was like um actually he's just gonna turn into a llama <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna make it like funny instead imagine like your piece of art just being like oh like bgw like we're gonna bastardize it no literally the guy who's directed it like it was his labor of love he was like he did all these other projects and like this was his moment and it's so sad and there's a scene of him on the beach after they fire him and he's like i guess i get to spend more time with my daughter now (laughs) that's so so sad he should have like independently done stuff i know oh my god they didn't even keep him on the film they were like you're gone that's just so shitty it is because he cared so much and this yeah. was like his idea and i'm you know because a big problem i have with this movie is just like how they handle the representation of mm-hmm. indigenous cultures because it like saying it represents an indigenous culture is in my opinion a stretch mm-hmm. like obviously it's supposed to take place in the incan empire um in south america but beyond like the geography and some like visual elements mm-hmm. it's it's a disney movie yeah like so i would have been nervous if they went that route of like maybe being a little more serious with the the, the themes and really leaning into the cultural aspects like i guess they did with mulan mm-hmm. um but it's, it's even interesting like because they made it this like funny concept in this like in, in representing an indigenous culture and then i think because they did that they lost the they lost the culture mm-hmm. part of it which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in my, in my mind it's probably more of a bad thing and they had a lot of like objects out of place like timeline wise like a sombrero that just wouldn't <laughs> that just wouldn't be on that continent at that time exactly like isma like is a piñata and they're playing like mariachi <laughs> music i'm like wait hold on does Disney think Peru and Mexico are the same place? Yeah. They're kind of far apart. <laughs> like, there's a diner. There's a diner. <laughs> and they have menus and stuff. And he, like, like he's, he, there's, like, a trying to build Disney World. There's a roller coaster. <laughs> Wait, what does he call it? Cuscotopia? Cuscotopia. That's the funniest thing. It is really funny. And also, can we talk about how every child wanted Yzma's secret lair. Mm-hmm. When they pull the lever. Oh my God. Pull the lever, Kronk. Pull the lever, Kronk. Wrong lever. <laughs> Another iconic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that roller coaster down to the lair. I was like, come on. I just want that from my bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> and then back up. I, I used to think about it all the time. What's that um, That Cartoon Network show? Oh, fuck. 
Johnny Tess? No, no, no. It's about the little kid who has like the accent and he's like a scientist. Oh, Dexter's Laboratory. That one. Mm-hmm. Same concept. He like has a, it's like a shoot down to his lair. What is his accent? He's like, Didi. It's like Transylvanian <laughs> or something. Yeah, literally. It doesn't make My hometown. Sense. Transylvania. <laughs> Transylvania. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where you were born. Yeah, period. Where... I made that joke literally in like sixth grade but i like wasn't thinking about like the connotations i was just like haha funny con funny like well maybe place. you thought you were being like a vampire maybe yeah yeah but then i was like wait i'm both a vampire and a and, trans vampire and a, yeah my dad didn't know speaking of just being trans my dad didn't know that like <laughs> that tranny was like a bad word oh no <laughs> did he just like casually say it in conversation and then i was like <laughs> I know, the like the whole car it was literally just I and our whole car was just like wait and then he was like oh sorry was that a bad one yeah well yeah I mean cl- that's an interesting one because clearly you could argue that it's he's from a different time and like mm-hmm. the word had different connotations but I think it was still a pejorative word I think it originated as just like sis just like a, a loving like word for like another for a trans girl to trans girl mm. but then i think people like got wind of it and i don't know you know straight people true i wonder who invented faggot um probably probably not um it people. means a bundle of sticks <laughs> it means a cigarette stop taking it so harmfully honestly one of my favorite things on the internet is instead of writing fag just sending the cigarette emoji oh my god yes i love that one yes i love that yeah that's good um should i give a synopsis of this please arrogant young emperor cusco is transformed into a llama by his power hungry advisor the devious diva yizma stranded in the jungle cusco's only chance to get back home and reclaim the high life rests with a good-hearted peasant named pacha Together, they must return Cusco to the throne before Yzma tracks them down and finishes him off. You know what thought I had during the movie? Mm-hmm. I was like, honestly, I know Yzma tried to kill Cusco, but I would rather have her as emperor. Oh, yeah. Like, Cusco was pretty terrible, and I know he, like, he had his redemption arc, and he's a better person at the end. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I'm going to have the choice between an evil man and an evil diva queen... Mm-hmm. Yzma wins. We also never saw like what I guess we saw a little bit of what Yzma would be as a ruler, but Cusco was the same. That's what I'm saying. Cusco was the exact same. He, he was just as bad. Yeah, and maybe I think, and he threw someone out of a building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To say he didn't kill people is wrong. He's just as bad. Yeah, he is just as bad as Yzma. Also, like, where are his parents? Did they ever mention? And he's Yzma said he died on the eve of his 18th birthday he's 18 he's a he's 17 yeah sir it's so weird and and he has bangs and bangs <laughs> and he's the ruler wait is he so bald i think she has like <laughs> like one little thing of hair i don't know if she wears a hat I she wears like that turban right yeah with like a big feather in the back i'm That's looking it up right thing. now She's a style icon. We will we'll get into it, but she's absolutely the style icon of this movie. Yeah, so she has This is weird. She has like a giant feather hat basically. I don't know if that's her hair. And it grows out of her hat. I guess. I don't know. It's kind of nondescript. Oh my god, a Yizma backpack? Okay, wait. How cute is this? Oh my god, I kind of want it. <laughs> I'm like maybe I'm ordering it right now. Yeah. Her eyelashes are so funny. 
They look like little spider What legs. is this art I just found? Wait, hold on. Did you find fan art? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <gasps> the bimbification of. <laughs> I need to read this. It's like it's like a progression of Yzma taking a potion and turning into like a busty, busty woman. Oh, Here, my God. That's so funny. Wait, can I read this? Yeah. This is my most brilliant plan yet. I'll use this potion to become the most idolized woman, and Kuska will be under my control soon. You sure this is going to work again? I mean, the last you tried to woo Kuzco by looking younger, it kind of backfired. No, Kronk. This will... Oh, that's Kronk, I guess. No, Kronk. This will work, and there are no faults with this potion. Well, bottoms up, and hello, new body. Oh, my God. Literally bimbofication. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, it's working. Look at my legs regain their youthful love handles. Kind of odd that it started at the bottom, though. Just wait. The rest will come, my dear Kronk. Oh, my God. And then the boobs come. Ah, this feels so good. I feel my once full bust returning, and as well as my beautiful raven hair. Wait, did Yzma detransition? <laughs> like, she used to have, like, honkers? Yeah, did she get top surgery? Like... <laughs> oh, my God. And then he tries. she tries to trick Kuzco? I can't. Okay. Well, I did... I did not know there was Yzma and Cusco fanfic, but there is. There's so much. There is an alarming amount of Disney porn. Like, an alarming amount. It's so... People's obsession with, like, queering or s- sexualizing childhood media, I'm like... Mm-hmm. Just you watch let that them as a be. Ch- Just let them be. You watch that as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you let that memory remain mm-hmm. pure? I, I think it's, like, part of it. I know. Like, I, I think it is. I mean, like, King Triton, like, uh, I guess, and I was thinking, like, like, how everyone's, like, so attracted to Simba, and they were <laughs> <laughs> Pause. That's too far for me. <laughs> um, that's absolutely ridiculous. It 100% is too far. But, like, Scar was kind of sexy, like. You thought Scar was hotter than Simba? Simba was cute. Simba was cute. Simba's, um, like, sturdy. Yeah, he's, like, a stallion. <laughs> exactly. Um, His luscious red mane. And then what's that other one with the horse? There's, like, a really sexy horse in one of the Disney movies. What? I th- let me let me look up sexy Disney horse. I thought... I was maybe thinking spirit, but that's DreamWorks. Oh, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Sexy, sexy animated horse. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be flagged by the government <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, sexy animated horse oh i'm probably just gonna get furry stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not very specific um okay here it is is it spirit Spirit, it is spirit you know what he is kind of hot he is right it's the hair i heard i saw one tiktok saying that like it's the eyebrows like it's simba oh my god i got rid of it but i'll (laughs) get back to it it. no it's okay it's it's just the eyebrows like simba's eyebrows and that's so interesting interesting <laughs> you know what for me it's like the body but that's worse <laughs> the, ho- the horse body yeah. <laughs> the horse hung it's the strength the horse hung stop mm-hmm. okay wait. enough of that <laughs> fun fact number one um pacha's wife chicha is pregnant and according to the dvd commentary this is the first disney animated feature to show a pregnant woman and we love that we love that um, because I feel like pregnant women face a lot of, like, discrimination in, like, the workplace and stuff. For sure. So, like, I'm glad to see a pregnant woman doing her thing and being a badass. She kicked Yzma's ass she her and her me- kids. And also the pregnancy wasn't, like, uh, milked for sympathy or mm-hmm. whatever. She was just pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just it hadn't... 
she was just a milk and it had no narrative purpose mm-hmm. that she was pregnant but she was just pregnant and i was like this is kind of sickening no it literally is it's just like why not Literally. show a pregnant woman her baby bump her little baby bump when she like had to like lean down to pick up something she like struggled i was like this is I like normal like, pregnancy things i feel like i should get like a pregnancy like a fake pregnancy bump thing and i should just go around and pretend to be pregnant okay terry from glee <laughs> literally but like imagine like the sympathy the passing the passingness okay maybe there's like some some gender euphoria in there but also that's that's a bad thing to <laughs> is do is that pregnancy pregnancy belly appropriation is that a pre- is that appropriation i don't think it's appropriation i think it's just manipulative <laughs> okay but that's my middle name that's true Jose. um it's true <laughs> i was thinking if i transitioned today i would change my name to candace Candace dick, <laughs> <in your place. laughs> dick down her throat. Would um, you actually? I feel like just for the meme, I would. <laughs> Although, like, Liliana's, like, the perfect name, I guess. What would your last name be to make it? Or middle Candace. Candace, Candace Sherwood. Candace. Candace. Candace dick in your throat, Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, I think maybe you should detransition and then retransition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the solution. Period. Um, fun fact number two. In the scene where Pacha is carrying Cusco through the jungle, Pacha and Cusco discuss Cusco having low blood sugar. This is an in-joke about the fact that David Spade, who plays Cusco, is hypoglycemic in real life. This is the stupidest thing ever. I just thought it was funny. It's like... really funny. You know what I noticed? <laughs> Is does Cusco have ADD? That could be T. He you know could have be- sort of yeah. Do you remember remember in the beginning how he's like people are talking to him and he's like not paying attention? <laughs> and he's like, Ew, Isma's wrinkles. <laughs> oh my god, when did that get in her teeth? Yeah, and he does things really quickly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when he goes on the line of the ladies and he's like no, gross no. hair, yikes, yeah. yikes, yikes. I, c- I thought that might be just like he doesn't care about people, so he doesn't pay attention to them. But mm-hmm. to me I was like why are we getting multiple scenes in the first five minutes of him like not like being distracted by people's physical appearance? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a common symptom of ADD. Mm-hmm. Also being a faggot. Well, <laughs> that is a known symptom of ADD, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I mean being obsessed with people's appearance as oh. being gay. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, with men's appearance. Mm-hmm. Male gaze. Anyway, number three. Um... Patrick Warburton, uh, who plays like Joe on Family Guy and Kronk, um, improvised uh, when Kronk hummed his own theme song when he was carrying Cusco um, in the bag to the waterfall. Disney's legal department had Warburton sign all rights to the humming composition over to them. Because Disney owns everything. That's literally, I feel like that's definitely remnants of, like, the crazy, like, their craziness from, like, changing the the plot and everything over. It makes me think of the Drag Race contract. Oh, How to be on Drag Race, you have to, like, sign over your likeness. Yeah, and, like, all of the catchphrases and everything. Like, that's... It's just crazy, especially something that like, you're improvising. I mean, like, I wouldn't even think to do anything with it if I just <clears> randomly <throat> hummed something. Yeah. But it's weird that they, like, copyrighted it and stuff. It's it's just, like, what I imagine is the director being like, why don't you just, like, make something up? And he does it, and then, like, 
a swat of lawyers comes in or like and sign this and sign that and sign this mm -hmm. um it's kind of crazy but can we talk about how sexy his voice is oh yeah i love him in everything in everything he does so much stuff he's like works hard i see him in like everything well could his voice is everywhere mm -hmm. it's very recognizable very recognizable <laughs> very ooh. It's and he's sexy. sexy. Voice. He's like a sexy man. He is a sexy man. Mm -hmm. And Kronk? Oh my god. Ugh. He has no leg muscle, but like, oh my god. When he says he's a 66 long and 31 inch waist, I was like, yes. That. <laughs> Literally, he's shaped like Captain America. But like, like <laughs> to the extreme. <laughs> like a Dorito. <laughs> a Dorito with legs. Mm -hmm. Truly. Fun fact number four. One of Eartha Kitt's nicknames is Kitty, and she played Catwoman in the 1966 Batman TV show. And in this movie, her character Yzma is transformed into a cat. I feel like she definitely was like, I'm being transformed into an animal, but like, make me a little cute kitty. Make a cute little cat. And also, one more layer, mm -hmm. Yzma's a woman mm -hmm. with a pussy. True. True. Honestly, Eartha Kitt is amazing. I love her. Do you know the story about how she like, um yelled at Nixon's, yes. Nixon's wife. Yes, yes. It's like, for those who don't know, I think it's Nixon's wife. It was like Lady Bird, whatever. Yes, Lady Bird. No, it was President Johnson, Lady Bird Johnson. Um, she was invited to the White House and she like embarrassed President Johnson's wife mm -hmm. by like basically like calling out Johnson's politics mm -hmm. um, in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And she was literally blacklisted by the CIA. Like, they were after her, and she could not get work. She had to go to Europe. And she lived in Europe for, like, 15 years. That's sickening of her. She is... And then she came back, and she slayed everything. Mm -hmm. There's a video of her singing a song from a show called The Follies. Mm -hmm. And it's called I'm Still Here. And she was in it in London. And something about it, just knowing her backstory, because it's all a song about, like, this, this old showgirl who's, like, gone through all of these experiences in life and, like, you know has been called like old and ugly and used to be like really rich and whatever. And it's like all of her, it's like a story of her life. Mm -hmm. um, and she just keeps repeating like, but I'm still here. That's what the whole song is about. And I'm like, bitch, that's you too. Yeah. Like you were literally blacklisted by the United States government and bitch, you're still here. That's so cunt of her. And so cunt. Like she persevered. She did. No, I'm, I love her. There are some amazing interviews of her. Mm-hmm. I'm an Eartha Kitt stan. I can't remember exactly what it was. But someone was like, do you... Because she, oh my God, famously had a threesome with um, Marlon Brando, mm. I think, and and another man. I mm. can't remember. She's she's iconic. I'm, she is the moment. And then someone was like, oh, like, are you ever going to settle down with a man? And she was like, a man? Am I going to settle with a man? I, I think that never. went viral on TikTok. I, I think that was did. like a sound on TikTok for a while. It probably did. It's sickening. If you're not into Eartha Kitt, get into her. And she was like totally about queer rights. Oh, absolutely. She was like very vocal about same-sex marriage way before it was like popular. And she was like very vocal about the AIDS epidemic. And she was like... She she said that, like, she likened it to civil rights, and she said, like, we're all fighting the same fight. And, like, oh, my God, I'm literally going to cry. No, same. I'm, <laughs> I, I love her so much. Dude, I think she's so cool. She's amazing. And I just, like, when celebrities like that die mm -hmm. before, like, because she died 10 years ago, I think, 15 years ago, before I 
could stand her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if only I could stand her when she was alive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something about that makes me sad. Yeah. Because she's so iconic. Why don't we go gather ourselves and take a little break? (laughs) We're gathered. We are gathered. And... um, Gathered right up. Off this Eartha Kitt tangent. Let's do it. We should just talk about how iconic Yeezy is. Let's do it. She is the moment. She's every moment from she, now until the end of time. Exactly. Like she makes this whole movie. She serves. She lives. She served cunt. Got turned transformed into a cat. Period. Let's talk about a transition. Yep. <laughs> She's trans species. Wow. The original. Back in <laughs> 1400, whenever <laughs> this movie takes place. I love that they just like kept her as a cat. And then, like, she's basically, like, a little a little kid. Because mm-hmm. she's with, like, the the acorn scouts. Also, were there, like, squirrels in, in Peru? I'm guessing That's a great no. question. That's a... You know, I just watched the most interesting video. It's such... So unrelated to this. Mm-hmm. About, like, what happened to pre-contact dogs. Because mm-hmm. there used to be so many different species of dogs mm-hmm. in this country that all died out. Um, all? Literally, like, I think it's less than 2% of dogs living in this continent now have DNA traced back to pre-contact dogs. Because just like how the white settlers came with diseases, the European dogs came with diseases and wiped out all the dogs. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And the craziest part is that there is a really um, prevalent cancer Mm -hmm. in dogs that spread through mating. So it's like cancer slash sexually transmitted disease Mm -hmm. that is... Just like, um, like you know, because tumors are just like clumps of cells. Mm-hmm. But how this one works is it's the same cells being passed around. Oh, so it's like all one it's sort all, of. It's one dog. Yeah. It's one dog cells just being passed around. And that dog is pre-contact. It was a pre-contact dog. Oh. So like it's, and the pre-contact dog like lives in all of these <laughs> other dogs. And like the guy, the guy who made the video I watched was like, it's sort of like pre-contact dogs exacting their revenge mm-hmm. um that was so unrelated wait i, I kind of love that <laughs> is that interesting yeah um back to, back to yizma mm-hmm. the other bitch in this movie <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's something about her that's like so sickening and i i feel like disney in the 90s because of alan menken and like appropriating musical theater and and i guess like recruiting musical theater better word than appropriating mm-hmm. um turned villains into like very all the villains are queer coded mm-hmm. scar jafar ursula obviously yeah. is based off of divine yeah, yeah, yeah um and i feel like yzma falls right into that category like is she queer i mean they never talk about her sexual orientation beyond her like having cronk around who mm-hmm. like i think it's like a joke that she's like sort of grooming him um but besides her being queer she's absolutely like a self-insert for queer people. I feel mm-hmm. like most queer people see this movie and are like, and that's me. Mm-hmm. No, totally. She's just so, like, snippy, and, like, she has these amazing comebacks and amazing outfits. Like, all of her little, even her little scientist get-up, she mm-hmm. looks sickening. I'm thinking of when, like, Kronk opens the tent and she has, like, the full face mask on with, like, a cucumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she, how queer is it that she just makes a muscular guy carry her around? Like, she does not touch the ground. No. Like, amazing. That's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. No, and she's, like, a diva, and I feel like 
divas always have a special place in queer culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, divas are talked about all the time on Drag Race, mm-hmm. and I feel like queer people stan Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. Beyonce, she like would have had Whitney. Stands. Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! <laughs> if Yusma was around today, oh my god, we we would like. I wonder if she'd be canceled. <laughs> I I feel like she'd be canceled, but she would have like toxic like gay stands. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. After she like tried to murder someone, mm-hmm. returning them to a llama. As long as she's pro gay rights, <laughs> that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's something about that diva archetype that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just I just love Yzma. She's oh, so funny. She's just like. She's just skinny representation. (laughs) And purple representation. Mm -hmm. Very, very underrepresented group of people. Yeah. What was that choice? Yeah, that was, like, so confusing. Um, Because it's not even, like, Ursula who's, like, an octopus. Like, she's just a regular old woman. Yeah, I think it was just, like, so pale. She's, like, translucent blue purple. I guess now that I'm looking at pictures of her... I definitely see why it's purp like why I got purpley. It really just does look like gray. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a grayish purple, and they probably made it that way because of her costumes purple, I guess. Um, but <laughs> it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. And I just love like how obsessed she is with her vanity mm-hmm. and that's I think what her character was going to be more like in the serious version mm-hmm. is she was going to be very like vanity focused and and driven um and i know there's there's a do, uh, an interview with eartha kit in the documentary where she's like yeah i'm kind of pissed they changed the character because like it's she's less developed mm-hmm. like in the original she had well first she had her own song so she would have her whole like moment yeah um they took that away which is a shame because eartha kit is amazing but um they kind of made her a little I mean, she's a super one-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a whole backstory that they took away with, like, her dad, like, wanting her to be beautiful or something. Like, I can't remember. But um, so they did, I think, like, strip away some things. But I still love, like, her obsession with, like, power um, and how sickening. Like, a woman emperor. Mm-hmm. They could have just made her a man. Like, they could have oh, made yeah. this character a man. And they were like, you know what? We're going to have a woman be the bad guy. Yeah. Because that's new. (laughs) I was reading that she's like one of the first Disney villains, villainesses to like physically like attack somebody in their movie. Because she like hits Kronk or she Pacha or someone. She's very violent. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like maybe Ursula. Well, she doesn't like Ursula's the villainess. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's. Okay. I take back what I said about her being the first woman that's a lie snow white sleeping beauty mm-hmm. cinderella little mermaid they're all they're all they all have women villainesses mm-hmm. but i think you're right and that yzma is certainly more physical mm-hmm. she's more i feel like a lot of the old villainesses except for ursula were like very regal mm-hmm. and very composed sort of characters and then ursula took a left turn where where the villain was suddenly like had a spice and that was because they like took it modeled it off of like musical theater mm-hmm. villains and tropes and also divine um to make it more interesting which is like and i think that queer legacy that started with ursula 
is the train that Yzma derives from. Mm-hmm. So to say that she's queer is like kind of kind of right. Mm-hmm. She but, has yeah. queer ancestry. She does. And one thing I was upset about is, <laughs> which was also really funny, is how many times in the movie they talk about how disgustingly ugly she is. <laughs> and honestly, I really ju- I just relate. Like to, to what? <laughs> <laughs> to being disgustingly ugly. Um, like when she lifts up her skirt to like reveal the dagger, and they're like more scared that she's like about to show them her vagina <laughs> than like her like pulling a knife on them. I know. And she refuses to stab them herself. <laughs> yeah. She gives it a cronk. Um. And then, like, when, when Cusco zones out and is just like, oh, my God, like, this bitch is so fucking ugly. And when the little, when Pacha's son was like, are you my great, 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 great aunt? Literally, like, so, she's just, like, she's just so fucking funny. And I loves it. That's what I'm saying is her reaction to all of those things is, like, She's over it. Mm-hmm. She's not like, how dare you insult my age? She's like, I will literally kill you, four-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Like, but like, she's a super genius, but she gets bested by two kids who like run very fast, apparently, because how do they keep like switching places down the hill? That's what my mom said when she watched with me. She was like, how do they get there? And I was like, Mom, he turns into a llama. This isn't realistic. Okay, but when they fall down the hall and then they randomly end up in the in yeah, And they the acknowledge lab. that. They're like, how did you get here before us? And they're like, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I read one person say, like, they fell down a plot hole. Yeah. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. That's so funny. I love the meta. That was a good direction to go with this movie. Mm-hmm. How, like, um, Kusa was narrating it and, like, drawing on the screen. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Yzma looks down, she sees the map dots, like, yeah. behind her. It's so funny. It's so stupid. This movie is so stupid. Yeah. Um, another queer talking point. Cusco is a faget. Oh, he's literally a, a faget? Spelled like faget. Oh. Mm, right? Because <laughs> right. he's French. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, but he... I honestly think a, a lot of characters in this movie are queer-coded. I think the theme and the sort of, like, energy of this movie is very clear. It's super camp, super ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But something about Cusco, like, just gives me those vibes. I think it's, like, the... Like, I think there's a couple of different queer-coded aspects. Things that are stereotypes, but, like, are still queer-coded, I think, in, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, how he's, like, sort of doesn't like getting dirty, doesn't, like you know fighting or like whatever like he's sort of like you know the only word that comes to mind which is an awful disgusting word is like prissy yeah you know a little what i mean sissy bitch yeah <laughs> a little sissy hole a little sissy hole exactly mm-hmm. um which i think is is supposed to be a commentary on his like luxurious upbringing but i still think like there's a bit of like queer codedness in there mm-hmm. um also he he shows no interest in women and Someone made a point that because we we do our research, mm-hmm. someone made a point that like if he was a teenage king, first of all, he would have had a wife by age fourteen. Yeah, that's just how things worked in most cultures. Um, but secondly, like he he would have had his his pick of all the women, and he would be like enjoying it. But it seemed like he just like wasn't interested in women. Perhaps yeah. he's just like asexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but there's a scene in the beginning where he has like a line of, of seven women who who are animated to be very beautiful mm-hmm. all of them and he has like a critique for all of them like i don't like the way you dress i don't like your hair no <laughs> which are all very gay insults like who what straight man is like i don't like your hair i know like come on girl truly and then to the last one he goes like let me guess like you have a great personality (laughs) which is so funny that is what a gay man in the closet would say though yeah like i don't mm, i don't know and he also focuses on how ugly yizma is the whole movie which is just like why are you focusing on how ugly some woman is? Mm-hmm. Just like, don't you want a taste? Don't you want a slice of Yzma? And he's very focused on appearance. He like asks Yzma like how old Kronk is and like how is oh, he? Sexy. They'd be a perfect couple. I'm sure there's Cusco and Kronk fanfic. Don't Google it. it. No. <laughs> there's probably porn. There's I'm probably sure. Kronk. Honestly, I'm sure there's just like Kronk porn, which. He's just so sexy. I know because I looked oh. it up. Kronk X Gaston, Kronk X Reader, Kronk X Kuzco, Kronk X Yzma. Oh no. No, 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 no. Kronk X Gaston. They're like the two beefiest Disney characters. Yeah. Slam pecs against each other. Um, we have to also talk about how um, he has a Pleakley moment. Oh, he has the Pleakley moment, which I'm absolutely obsessed with. They go into this diner, and it says, like, what? It says no llamas, which is so specific. (laughs) Um, And instead of being, like, instead of going down any alternate route, Cusco and Pacha are, like, let's dress you up like like a lady. Meanwhile, he has, like, llama facial hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they just, like, make the poncho into a dress, get lipstick, curl his hair, and then walk on in. Mm-hmm. And somehow that works. Somehow that works. Personally, I think I would realize. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very, like, it's very pleakly in that, like, pleakly is one eyeball. But dress him up like a woman and it's normal? That's like, Disney has this idea that, like, if you dress up anything like a woman, we will believe it's a human woman. And, like, Scooby-Doo dressed up like a woman and Scooby-Doo Spooky Island. You're so right. What is that? It's just, like... That needs to be unpacked, actually. Yeah. Because there has to be something deeper to the fact that, like, anything can be a woman. And, like, masculinity is maybe, like, a different concept, but femininity is a concept that not only can be, like, appropriated, but, mm. like, can be, <laughs> but like, it's, like, believed. Like, maybe, like, yeah. the standards for women are different. I don't know what that means. Maybe but something... it's just, like, more costumey. And if you have all the ingredients of looking like a woman, like, lipstick, a wig, and a dress, and, like, heels, then, like, nobody's gonna, like, and no one wants to stare at an ugly woman. Right. So, like, maybe you just pass on by. And I think there's something to that about how, like, femininity is, in at least in our culture, very performative, mm-hmm. and, like, it's perceived to be very performative. I think of, like, the fact that when <clears throat> a, for example, a man wears a dress and a wig and lipstick, like, it's super clockable mm-hmm. or very like people people pay attention to that and often are care about that and are angry about that mm-hmm. but when a woman wears jeans or a flannel or whatever there's a far less attention paid to that mm-hmm. and i think that's like partly because of misogyny mm-hmm. but partly like has something to do with like how how we have shaped femininity to be some performance so i guess like by putting on femininity he 
I don't know, but in that logic, he should be clocked mm-hmm. um, because it's so like it draws attention to you. But I don't. There's something like weird about that. Um, but also something very homoerotic that they decide to pretend to be in a relationship together and be on their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't just a man and a woman even? Okay, the llama passes as a woman. Let's accept that as fact. Why do they have to be married? Why do they have to be on their honeymoon? Like they newly weds. It could be like his daughter or yeah. his. And, and the answer is because it's funny. Mm-hmm. The answer is because it did make me giggle um, to when he was like, whatever you want, sweetie. <laughs> you order whatever you want. Yeah. And he is. First of all, he has hooves. <laughs> so like. What do you, and then like the waitress calls like the meals like two heartburns and like a fried doorknob Mm -hmm. it's just so funny it's a funny scene but i just love i love the whole like drag concept and i think that like definitely speaks to cusco to some degree Mm -hmm. um another game moment i really want to talk about is after so cusco cusco is taken back to pacha's village because he accidentally gets thrown in his cart Mm-hmm. And then Cusco wakes up and is like, I'm going to go back to the palace by myself because I don't need you because I'm going to build my Cusco Topia here. And then he gets lost and then Pasha saves him. And then they fall down a waterfall in on a log. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the log breaks and Cusco like is um, like not breathing after like basically drowning. And Pacha goes to like save him and is about to do like the Heimlich maneuver on um the sort of like sleeping drowsy Cusco mm-hmm. and then right before he like kisses him Cusco wakes up and it's like oh my god ew and then Cusco like and the next scene is like drinking mouthwash and mm-hmm. is like so disgusted and obviously there's, there's clear homoerotic like undertones there that's the joke is that two men were about to kiss each other yeah and ew. you could read like Cusco's disgust at the at almost kissing Pacha as like the movie's commentary on queerness or like you know like in the similar vein of like ace ventura how like like the gay panic Mm -hmm. like kissing a man it's like so so vile and disgusting like being queer is so disgusting um or you could read it as like cusco being ashamed of himself because i think a lot of queer people when they're in the closet will like be very anti- queer mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll try to like you know pass or whatever or make have it be known that they found that disgusting yeah you know? yeah just like making up for it exactly they know they know they like uh, <laughs> uh. he's he's drinking mouthwash but he's really he saved that kiss he wanted to gurgle his common his balls <laughs> he didn't even actually kiss too but I um also the very end normally like in Disney movies like someone will end up with like some sort of love interest even completely out of nowhere like we've seen like a hundred times like there's one scene with a love interest and then they end up together yeah, yeah like in well this is in disney but like in scooby-doo with velma and that one random guy they spoke to one time <laughs> um but like and then he doesn't end up with anybody mm-hmm. uh and like he just like lives with his little found family chosen family vibes and another like, gay thing did Kronk and yzma commit war crimes yes are they included 
Absolutely. <laughs> um, Not Kronk. He didn't know better. <laughs> he was just taking advantage of. He was too dumb. He was too dumb. Wait, we're going to talk about Kronk right after this break. Okay, let's talk about Daddy. He is so fine. It's literally insane. It's so weird how they made this animated character so goddamn beefy. Mm-hmm. Um, why? I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, the whole joke is, like, Yzma is, like, keeping him around because he's, like, hot. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> but um, he's so attractive that Yzma's, like, <laughs> keeping him around because he's endearing. Yeah. Um, but goddamn, they... They made him fine. And there's no women in this movie who are, like, very attractive. It's just... It's just Kronk is the only, like, very, very attractive you character. You could say Pasha's wife is also very attractive. She is a MILF. She is a MILF. For those with a pregnancy fetish, like <laughs> my friend Daniel here. Right. Thank you for um, exposing me like that. He... He is... She is very attractive. Um, and I saw someone compare, like, the way she's drawn to, like... The two women in Prince of Egypt, mm. um, like Miriam, and it's also very like Meg from Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very like sultry mm-hmm. kind of angles. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, Kronk is so hot, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think, like to me, Kronk is by. I what reasoning do I have? None. I just think so. I think you just want to have sex with him. I think so too. But I think like <laughs> I think like. In my mind, he would have sex with anyone. Yeah. Like, in my... He just seems like a type of person who, if he liked the person, he would have sex with. Like, yeah. he, he's a type of person who, who would be so unaware of the taboo or the stigma, that, but he would just be like, yeah, let's fuck. Let's do it. Any hole's a goal. Any hole is a goal. Per. Um, I also really like about Kronk that he, like... He really is, like, the antithesis of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. He, like, is is like cooking and baking and like is obsessed with it mm-hmm. and like um, and he helps a woman he helps a woman big one he talks about how he like took a like a improv improvisational dance class i love that and wrestling mm-hmm. he did wrestling in high school uh, sexy um, oh my god imagine wrestling kronk oh my god well that one guy that one guy dan and i were both talking to oh, for like no. a hot second we were. he was a wrestler that would have been so funny. That threesome, if we if we possibly could have done that. that would I know. Have been so funny. We, I would have. I would have for that. Mm. I would have requested our friendship for him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like it would have. I feel like we would have just ended up having sex, and he would have just been watching us. True. But we also would have just ended up laughing the whole time. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, ew, that's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not pretend we haven't seen each other's genitals. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but. I just love that. And I think those, like, that that anti-toxic masculinity thing can be also read as queer. That's, like, part of the bi thing for me, too. Like, he wrestled, he danced, he bakes. Um, and I think there's something to say about, like, well, obviously sexuality isn't, isn't a question with him because it's never really brought up beyond, like, Yzma grooming him. But, and so, like, you could just be like, this is about his gender and his like comfort with his himself and his hobbies. I mean, again, I think he's just like so blissfully unaware of the stigma that he just like is like, yeah, my spinach puffs are amazing. <laughs> what do you mean? Men aren't supposed to care about their spinach puffs. 
Um, but I just fucking love him. Um, there was one little scene with Kronk at the beginning of the movie that I was just like, oh, interesting. Um, it was just like a little, like, internalized homophobia joke, which was just a little, like, I mean, to be expected, obviously, but, like, just annoying. Um, because he has, like, the angel and the devil on his shoulders, and the angel has, like, a liar, and he has, like, a robe and everything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the devil, like, makes fun of him for wearing a dress and holding a, a sissy stringy thing. They do not say sissy. No, they literally do. That's crazy. Which is so funny. Um, I mean, it's funny, like, if I were to say it in an ironic, like, have you seen those memes that, like, I'm not watching Real Housewives in, in a misogynistic way. I'm watching Real Housewives in, like, a philosophical, like, <laughs> bureaucratic way, yes, like, yes. sort of thing. Like, if I were to say it, it would be, like, iconic Philosophical, and yeah. Um, but since they said it, it's homophobic. It's something interesting because the devil says it to the angel, so you could argue that it's just the devil is a representation of... Um, homophobia. Homophobia and Her. inbred sort of, like, toxic masculinity. But also, I think... Like, the fact that they were calling attention to a man wearing a dress, that does seem very, like, anti-femme. Also, like, Discourse. everyone would have been wearing robes in this era. No, truly. Also, why would it be an angel or a devil? I, those religions weren't invented yet. <laughs> I think it was invented. Oh, sick night. It might just have not been brought to the continent yet. Because mm-hmm. the Incan Empire was kind of late, actually. Like, the Incan Empire was, early, like, like, pretty recent to um, the colonizers. Mm-hmm. Like, they came basically right at the right like a few hundred years after the Incan Empire was started I think I watched one documentary about Machu Picchu so you mm-hmm. do not come for me speaking right. of the Cuscotopia thing it's like supposed to be the emperor's like summer getaway mm-hmm. that's what Machu Picchu was that's kind of sickening it I want to have Machu Picchu it was like an em- they think it was like an emperor's like vacation place the emperor's new groove <laughs> <laughs> they should just rename Machu Picchu emperor's new groove they kind of should I feel like they. I feel like Disney would let that happen. They would buy Machu Picchu <laughs> and rename it and put a and water make slide. Cuscotopia. They would literally do that. <laughs> That'd be so. That would be literally. I could see that happening in the next twenty years. I know. You know what I keep hearing? Every five years, I hear that Machu Picchu is being closed off to visitors, and it never happens. We should go before. <laughs> before before it happens. Before they threaten us again. <laughs> Because I would love to go. Yeah. The thing I've heard is that, like, it's such a tourist destination that, like, it it's almost unenjoyable because mm-hmm. there's – it's not a big place and you just, like, are walking around with hundreds and hundreds of other people. That's how I felt in, in Petra because it was very mm-hmm. similar, like, like ruins and everything. I wish I went to Petra. It was so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And what's really interesting about Petra is it's so big. Like, mm-hmm. the part that – the, the famous part, like the tre- the treasury front, like that's... But I had a friend who worked there. Um, and she said that she... What was she saying? Well, because people live there. Mm-hmm. Like, people live in Petra. Um, and they, like, sell stuff. Well, well, yeah, but, like, there are indigenous people who, like, live around there. Mm-hmm. And the... I'm, I'm guessing it's the Jordanian government doesn't want them there because mm-hmm. it's like a they want to keep it like pristine and have it look like how it looked like in history and not have people living there um so they like are really 
sort of awful to the indigenous people who live there because yeah. they want history to be pristine. And that's like, honestly, <laughs> this is not related to the episode. It's, it's honestly reminds me of what's happening right now in Silwan right now mm-hmm. in, in Jerusalem. Wait, please talk. Please discuss this. I saw this on your Instagram story. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> so sorry, I just closed the door with my chair. Um, Basically, it's a neighborhood in East Jerusalem where a lot of Palestinians live, and Israel is trying to put an archaeological park there, basically, like, because it was, they say that it was the kingdom of, or the garden of the kings, Mm -hmm. Um, so they want to, like, restore it, I guess, and have it, like, be a place where you can, like, look at all the archaeology, Um, but they're doing that by forcing people to demolish their own homes they okay. were like hi gotopia tea no literally they were like you have 21 days to demolish your home or you're paying twenty thousand dollars it's actually really sad because they, they they just a couple days ago destroyed this guy's butcher shop and he was like this butcher shop was open for two months i paid three hundred thousand shekels for it and now the israeli government demolished it whatever i i won't get there but like this also happened to some some place and i think it was in bangkok um, there's a huge, I could be wrong about where it was. There's a huge complex, like a huge old temple, um, like palace complex that is super old and mm-hmm. people were living, like there was a huge community living along the wall of it. Like it was a community where like basically one wall of their house was the outside wall of this like huge complex. Mm-hmm. And because the, the government wanted to make it like a, um, archaeological park and part of this like nationalistic ideal of like what the past looked like they kicked out all these people who were living there they were like sorry you don't belong that's literally like insane it's insane because they're part of the history yeah they're part of the history and they're part of the culture and part of what makes that place interesting like that like even petra i'm like it's so cool that this is a place where people lived hundreds of years ago and there are people who are still living there i'm like Mm -hmm. that's cool to me Mm mm-hmm um, it happened. I mean, it, it's not it's not unique to Petra or Jerusalem. Um, it's happened literally everywhere um, where the government I'm thinking of um, fucking all those. It's it's old temples. And I think also Thailand and India where like people live there mm-hmm. and they were like, sorry, you I'm sorry you live in this hundred year old temple, hundreds and hundreds of year old temples. And no one was here except for you, but now you have to leave because we want to turn it into a tourist destination. And that's not good. Anyway, that's my history lesson for the day. Per Mr. Mr. Kushner. It needs to be said. It needs yeah. to be said. And it's, I think it's also important to shine some light on some of those things in modern in, in our contemporary time. Yeah. Especially in reference to a movie that, in my opinion, bastardizes an indigenous culture and also like pays pays no no respect and also like doesn't even accurately depict like the people like they're all so white Mm -hmm. i don't know i have a problem with it yeah because people are like it's a movie about indigenous people i'm like i don't i don't think you can say that yeah you can and you and if you want to sure go for it but i don't know problems i mean like are we surprised (laughs) i don't know how to come back from there um so anyway i really wanted to be yzma and i wanted to fuck kronk (laughs) (laughs) that's a good transition thank you oh my god it's really smooth right (laughs) um you are yzma 
Thank you. You're the closest person I know to Yzma. Thank you. And, the love of, and you're my crunk. Uh-huh. Can, can we cosplay them? Ah, that'd but be sickening. That's a great idea. That would be so sickening. We wanted like, to cosplay Dan, Dan's getting muscly. <laughs> we were in Atlantic City, and Dan was looking looking a little himbo-y. Looking a little beefy? Yeah. That's my joke. I'm in a show right now, and I'm like, every time we have to move something, I'm like, don't worry, guys. I'm beefy now. <laughs> I'm beefy, and I'm really not. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're playing Charlie Brown. I'm playing a, a, a five-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, but I'll be your cronk. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then you can just have sex with me. Right. Yeah. That's, like, assumed what happens at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. When not, she's not, a cat. I was like, no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> she would die. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a little, little cat. Yeah, and I know he's packing. You know. But also... Maybe Kronk isn't, and I would still be into it. Yeah. Kronk is a bottom. Power bottom? And Cusco is a top. A degrading power bottom. <sighs> oh, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also see it the other way around, but in my mind, I want Cusco to be the top. I feel because like I'm closer something to Cusco. like hotter to be, like with like a beefy, muscular bottom being degraded. And I know this is your thing. That's literally my whole <laughs> thing. That's this my is whole your thing. Personality. That's my that's my entire thing. Yeah. Is I love the idea of mounting a just a super beefy mask man mm-hmm. and being like, "You're gonna call me a fucking faggot now? <laughs> hmm, look at that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tell no, me that's not hot. No, period. That's hot. It's hot. Yeah. So like, I like the idea of Cusco being the top because I'm closer to Cusco than Kronk. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god. But I, I same. Kronk is hot. Sexual awakening, a hundred percent. At least he's a human being animated character, not a horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but you know what? Fucking daddy. Yeah, I think my sexual awakening was Gaston. So like very similar. Gaston is also very hot. Um, when he opens should... his chest hair. Oh my god, so sexy. Mm-hmm. So sexy. We should do Beauty and the Beast. Well, I need to do I really want to do Beauty and the Beast. I really want to do the Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we were in Little Mermaid. We were in Little Mermaid. I think there's a lot to be said about like transitioning mm-hmm. and gender roles mm-hmm. for sure in Little Mermaid. There's so much. Wait, so you know the BBL joke that like me and Maddie were doing? Mm-hmm. I saw one that was like when Ariel gets her leg plant, her leg implants, <laughs> and it was like BBL, BBL type shit. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. Funny. I that that is really funny. I love Ariel. How would you rank this movie? I. I rank Gizma 10 out of 10. Agreed. Um, I rank the rest of the movie. Of course, it has nostalgia, but, like, as we were saying, it's just, like, just the backstory behind how awful and, like, how how overworked they made the actors and the, the directors and the scriptwriters and everything. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we can't ignore that. And I think that's really, like really sad yeah because the documentary was made by sting's wife and sting wrote the opening song and wrote literally like 10 songs for this musical and they were like (sighs) um we're using one (laughs) how awful is that and sting is like old (laughs) so like he was probably gonna like he's like dead he was on the brink of death right (laughs) (laughs) and he's like maybe 60 yeah like um but yes i agree yeah so we rank it um i give it like a six. I also give it a six. That's I my give it exact a ranking. Cusco. Cusco's poison. I give it a Cusco's poison. I give 10. it a Cusco's poison. I give Yzma a cronk. Mm-hmm. 
that, which we all know, which we all know is a ten. Um, no, I give it a six. It's, I think what saves this movie is it is just genuinely very funny. Like, mm-hmm. do I think it makes a lot of sense? No. Do I think the story is super compelling? Not really at all. Mm-hmm. But what keeps this movie going and what makes it at all compelling to watch is just how funny it is. Mm-hmm. It really is very funny. That's all that there's really going for it. It's though. just in a silly, goofy mood. It's just a. What were those <laughs> words? Not know that silly goofy mood, silly goofy mood. So the guy who plays the really beefy guy on Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. he is like literally unhinged in real life, and he makes these like Instagram videos and TikToks where he says like the most like crazy stupid shit, and like one of them was, "I'm just in a silly goofy mood. <laughs> I'm just in a silly goofy mood." <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is a. It's just a silly goofy a mood. Silly goofy mood. It reminds me of Noah Centineo's Snapchat stories. Did you I'm see like, that? Wait, what is he doing? The ones, or Instagram stories. Wait, are these recent ones? He was like, "Would you rather be Kendall Jenner or <laughs> someone else?" That was like, or it was like a NASA astronaut, <laughs> or like I don't know, was the third option. I'd rather be Kendall Jenner. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, Noah, are you okay? Because <laughs> I remember Noah is the one. That- who looks like Noah Beck, but is not Noah Beck, right? Correct. He... He's the one from Always Be My Maybe. You know, he made that no. one. Is that what Always Be is? My Maybe is the one with, with the Ali Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's it's, the it, one what is it called? Kissing Booth. No, it's not Kissing Booth. That's the one with... What? Oh, um, oh my God. It's to all the boys I've loved before. Yes, it is, exactly, exactly. He... They're he all Netflix things. on a Snapchat video, on a Snapchat story. Like... I'm gonna make you squirt. I saw that. Or like, or maybe it was like a leaked like Snapchat or something. It was I like s- I'm gonna make you squirt or something like that. It was Hi. so like I feel bad that I was interrupting on in that very private moment. He was in public. I seem to remember he was on the train when he was saying that. So maybe you should be a little more careful. Who's probably wow. on public Wi-Fi? I didn't see the know. video, but I saw that something like sexual of his leaked. Yeah. Um. That's honestly, he's very attractive. In being not attractive, he's like not that attractive, but yeah, I would For absolutely not have being attractive. He's attractive. That's the one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get hate for that because people love him. People love him. On that note, if you've enjoyed this episode of Rainbow Rewatch, ugh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it really helps. It and does. I know there are people listening who haven't given us a review yet. Please, it actually just helps get the word out. And it supports us. And if you don't, I'm going to fucking pull the lever. <laughs> pull the lever, Kronk. Um, if you don't have, if you have an Android, just first of all, get a better paying job. Yeah. Second of all, um, uh, bully, tell your parents you're being bullied. Third of all, your mom probably has an iPad, so just go on hers. Yeah, true. Honestly, we're bullying you for not having an yeah. Apple device. Your mom's password is probably like 0000. Zero zero because moms are lazy. Moms are lazy. Um, but also, leave us a review. Yeah, please. <laughs> and follow us at Rainbow Rewatch on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of went a l- soft viral the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, soft viral. <laughs> uh, soft viral. <laughs> oh my god. That's um. I've been called soft viral many many a time. Mm, soft viral infection. That's the that was the joke. Love that. Um, but that's that's it. We reached the end. Oh my god, good for us. Yeah. Um, Stan Eartha Kit for clear skin. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Eartha Kit stands rise up. There's a lot of us out there. Um, love, okay, you. love you. Love you.